Well, our moms think we're funny. Previously. We're watching The Visitor, everybody. Yeah, we're watching The Visitor, as I said before, well, you guys didn't hear what I said before, so I'm going to pretend like I didn't say that before. Hey, um, what I was uh, talking to Comey about was that this movie has all kinds of great talent, older great talent. And now. That's it? I, I, am, I am beyond confused, man. I am. I don't get. Beyond confused. I don't get any of that. What the fuck happened? I have no idea. I mean, I, I get the gist. The girl was evil. Somehow the mom was carrying the genes of Satin. And so because of that, her daughter was evil. And then the bad guys were like, oh, we wanted to have a little brother for some reason. And apparently between the little brother and the little girl, they would just like take over everything and Satine would reign supreme. But then somewhere along the way, the alien was like, oh, I'm going to take you with me. And she was like, oh, no, you're going to kill me. And then Yahweh was like, you know what? You guys are taking too long here. And I'm going to turn into birds and eat everybody. Is that about the size of it? I have no idea, dude. I, I am completely lost. I have no fucking idea. What was the name of that movie? The uh, The fucked up movie that we shouldn't have watched. Something like that, right? I think that was the name of it. Hey, Siri. Do a Google search for The Visitor. What's up with that? Question mark. I can't find The Visitor. What's up with that? Okay. I found this on the web for The Visitor. What's up with uh, that? <laughs> I love you, Siri. I'm you sorry. suck so much. I'm sorry, Turk. You were saying. <laughs> she did exactly what I said she was going to do. No, she said, I found this on the web for The Visitor. What's up with that? Right. The Visitor. What's up with that? That's yeah. what she looked for. That's what I told her to look for. <laughs> That's what I knew she was going to look for. I told her to Google like that specifically. Oh. There you go. Visitor restrictions at UCSF due to the coronavirus. There you go. There we go. All right. So uh, there, there you have it, folks. That tells you exactly what it was. <laughs> it was. It was the coronavirus all along that made her act that way. Uh, this is such a fucking what? Yeah. So. Oh, my goodness. Uh. Head, eye, and heart here. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Head, eye, and heart. It's like a way that certain comic reviewers like rate comics. It's like, how much sense does the story make? How visually appealing is the artwork? And oh, head, eye, and heart. Yeah. I yeah. just said head, iron heart. And I was like, what? <laughs> Sounds like, like a like a martial arts movie from the 70s starring Jackie Chan. <laughs> it was like head, iron heart. So um, direction-wise, it was a train wreck. Choppy cuts, poor editing. Um I guess the sound was tolerable. The lighting was good. The lighting was good. Um, the sets were good. The uh, there was that one scene with uh, uh, where the, he was talking to the her ex husband about how she wanted to uh, get an abortion. Yeah, which is, and it, they were trying to play it off like some kind of romance scene. Yeah, which was really weird. And but then the dubbing was all off in that. It yeah, didn't match yeah. at all. Um, the music I, was not fun. Um, I really have no idea, like, who was who and what was... Is that the movie right there? Because that movie poster, it's got to be. It looks like there's a hawk there. Yeah. That movie poster is, like, bizarre compared to, like, what we just looked at. Unforgettable assault on reality. (laughs) Yeah, you can say that again. Oh, presented completely uncut for the first time in HD. Aw, shit. We watched a cut version. No, that was an hour 48. Yeah, that, this is this is the one. This is we presented completely uncut. Yeah, we watched the uncut version. So there there was a cut version that was... That made less sense than this? 
Oh, um, legendary Hollywood director, actor John Huston, The Maltese Falcon, and Treasure of Sierra Madre. Treasure, Treasure of Sierra Madre is actually a really good movie. I shouldn't say actually. I'm just saying I saw it and I'm like, wow, this is a really good movie. I mean, Maltese Falcon's good. Oh, uh, I mean, oh my god, what the, <sighs> what in the, uh, this movie would. But this is directed by Julio Paradisi. Yeah, he's directed, I'm saying, but you had a really good director starring in this piece of shit movie that I'm like, what in the, what? Okay. So, I mean, like, visually, it was passable. The story made no sense. They even spelled everything out at the very beginning of, this is the role that Satine plays, this is the role that Yave plays, but it doesn't make any sense. And then, like, even though they explain, here's the big picture, they don't explain specifically what role does the kid play. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to Wikipedia. It seems like we have to do this a lot with the, these weird-ass movies. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, Giulio or Julio Paradisi? Um, oh, I bet it would be Giulio because it's Italian. Okay, Giulio. So, his, I guess his name appears in the credits as Michael J. Paradisi. Uh-huh. Uh, so, The Visitor, a 1979 science fiction film directed by this guy, based on a story by the Egypt, Egypt-born Italian writer and producer... A video ass on tits. <laughs> um, it features a cast of well-established stars. We already knew that. That was that was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the basketball player. Wow, really? I, I didn't recognize him. Maybe it's because he wasn't wearing his captain's uniform. Maybe that's what I did. Look at the movie poster here with the eyeball and the hands. That that makes yeah. no sense for anything. Not at all. And goes supposed to be like the, the bird's talons. Like, Probably. And uh, I mean that that. They're obviously gripping the garrot that he was trying to choke his wife out with. Okay. His girlfriend, whatever. Yeah, because they never got married because she didn't want to marry him. Atlanta radio personality Neil Bortz has a small role as a businessman, while fellow radio host Steve Summers has a minor walk-on role. Basketball player Kareem Abdul-Jabbar makes an uncredited cameo as himself. He was supposed to be... He was supposed to be... Okay, how can you make an uncredited cameo as yourself? I guess if it's uncredited, it means it didn't show up in the credits. Right, but I mean... But as yourself, so, but if I see that, hey, it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. then I know that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in the movie. Yeah, but he wasn't in the credits. But it doesn't really matter, I know, because he weren't playing like a different character. I'm like, he's like, yeah, yeah, and it's like, and out in the course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's like, I wonder who played him. It didn't say. <laughs> like, wait. Okay. And uh, Franco Nero has an uncredited supporting role as an unnamed Christ analog, even though here it actually lists him in the credits but not in the credits of the movie mm-hmm. the budget was $800,000 which wow. is um, that's an expensive ass movie you know what the hell you and I could do with $800,000 we could make like five movies with that yeah oh we could make way more than five with that well, we've I, made I, movies for zero dollars right I'm just saying like we could have made some really good ones that you know but I was trying to give us a benefit okay. <laughs> thank you for ruining it all alright so I'm going to read this whole thing maybe this makes sense alright and then Enigmatic. In enigmatic. That doesn't make any sense. Enigmatic. <laughs> no, it says in, I N, an, a n, enigmatic. In an enigmatic. Okay. Alien landscape. Alien landscape. Oh, okay. Uh, Jerry Kukovich. Yeah. So, a Jersey experiences a vision oh. of a powerful and destructive storm brought about by a young human girl. Uh, is that what that was supposed to be? Like the, the snowstorms would be a powerful, destructive storm. It just snowed in in the lava lamp land. Didn't destroy anything. 
His colleague, the another enigma, enigmatic Christ-like figure, Franco Nero, tells his bald pupils about the <laughs> centuries-long cosmic battle of conflict between Zatine, which they have spelled wrong here, um, well, at least maybe according to our subtitles, uh, an evil interspatial force of eminence, of eminence magnitude. Well, who wrote this fucking thing? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just reading it wrong because it's like, oh, just 2.10 in the morning. Okay, yeah, it's 2.10. Yeah. Let me try again and not be so... Um, Oh, excited. Zatin, an evil interspatial force of imminent, immense, sorry, magnitude with powerful psychic abilities and his benevolent arch rival, Yahweh. Zatin escaped to the planet Earth centuries ago, and though he was eventually tracked down and killed by Yahweh, his spirit lives on in the minds of mankind, waiting for an opportunity to reemerge and wreak havoc. So his spirit lives on in your mind. So, okay. So I guess Zatin is like the evil and bad thoughts that we have in our heads come from him as he's trying to make his way back to life, I back to reality. Uh, anyway, um, yes. the figure tells his disciples that before his death, Zatine had produced dozens of children with human women, and these descendants continue to populate the earth. Okay, so he produced dozens of children with human women, and these descendants pop- continue to populate the earth. So, Okay. So, I'm a descendant of of Satine, and then I give birth to another descendant of Satine. It's kind of how that works, yeah. And to what end, though? Like, because if we're all, if he's in all of our minds, like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to read the story. I'm not going to try to make Well, I'm just going to chalk that up to bad writing because, and, um, I, I, I don't know, did we talk about this when I was talking about, like, kind of revamping my comic? That, like, uh, or, or maybe, I mean, this is a reason why I started kind of kicking around revamping my comic. I don't know if, we, if we've discussed it specifically, but it's it's not enough to give your character a general want. You have to give your character a specific want. So, like, you can't just say that your character's main desire is love. It needs to be, like, specifically pursuing love with a specific other character or something like that. Or, like, they want to get married to person A, B, or C, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, oh, their goal is love. And, like, so you can't just say, oh, you know, my goal is fame. And in this case, it's not enough for them to just say Satine's goal is, um, you know, domination or, sp- or spreading or whatever. It has to be, like, is, what what's his specific end? Is he trying to achieve a specific goal here? And it appears not. So this is just bad writing. They didn't give their character a specific goal. Okay. That's going to be my counterpoint for that. During a professional basketball game at the Omni in Atlanta, home team owner Raymond Armstead, which is Lance Henriksen, sits courtside and promises an interviewer that the team will win at all costs. Since Raymond is a new owner and the source of his wealth, wealth is unknown, the interviewer presses him on the source of his wealth. He eventually answers that the money comes from God. I didn't really feel that that was like a real answer. I feel he was just like, just, you know, being dismissive. It's like, where's the money come from? It comes from God. You know, just, just, yeah. uh, I didn't really think that he was actually given as a real answer. Raymond's in league with a secret group of Satanists who wish to bring about the resurgence of Satan. Did you get the feeling they were Satanists? Not at all. I mean, I guess if they're allied with Satine, then that would make sense. But no, I didn't get that sense at all. Oh, Satin, Satan, and Yahweh. Hey, yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> Did you realize that that was, a, that Satine was supposed to be Satan? Yeah. Really? I, yeah, you didn't? No, because I think I was just like, what the fuck is this stupid shit? No, like when they were saying Satin fighting Yahweh, I was like, oh, I know what's going on here. I got the Yahweh thing, but you know what? Honestly, in my head, I kept thinking, I kept thinking like Scientology. 
like it, it, beings from outer space coming down and then like i was like and this is like some scientology shit i was just like that's that's what was in my head like the whole time um, no it was it was satan the whole time <laughs> So why does it have to be intergalactic? I don't know. This movie's stupid. <laughs> you picked another bad movie. I told you I would. <laughs> oh my god! I told you at the beginning of this. I don't want to pick the movie because I always pick really bad ones. But then you got so excited about this one. It looked so good. This it is what look, always happens. It did look really good though. This is what always happens every time. So they were supposed to be a super group of Satanists. Okay, so his associate, Dr. Walker, reminds him that his girlfriend, Barbara Collins, can be used as a conduit to distill the teen's powers into a corporeal form. Uh, her eight-year-old daughter, Katie, has already displayed psychokinetic abilities and is and it's the Satanist goal to have Raymond father a male child with Barbara, who will in turn mate with his half-sister and produce the physical embodiment of the teen. Did you get any of that? No. So she's eight, and then they were going to have to mate. So she was going to have a son... And then they would have to wait with like 20 years, long enough for him to be able to do something. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, optimistically, if we're not going to be creepy, 18 years. Uh, Okay, so, so at that point, she would be 26, he'd be 18. They would hook up, have a kid. Then you still have to wait like another 20 years for that kid to be human. None of those guys look like they were going to live that long. Yeah. Honestly. Uh... (laughs) Of course, if they're if they're Stanists, then they're just like gonna be alive forever. Apparently, well, I have a Who question: knows how the hell long they've been in that room? So, so if I'm like a big, I'm a big uh, like follower of Satine, but I die before he's born, but I help put the plans for him to be born. Does that still count? Or be like, be like, it was like, well, no, now that I'm here, all my followers, what about the people that that fuck them? You know, it's like, yeah, (laughs) I mean, I would assume that that would count for something, but I don't know. I mean, like, it, it, it doesn't strike me that Satanism would be too concerned about fairness, but what do I know about it? You know, it's not that this movie wasn't creepy enough, but I just want to make sure that that I, I take the creep factor to 11, like where it's supposed to be. Right. So I'm going to read this part again. Her eight-year-old daughter, Katie, has already displayed psychokinetic abilities. And it's the Satanist goal to have Raymond father a male child with Barbara, who okay. will in turn mate with his half-sister and produce the physical embodiment of Satine. Yeah. Early in the, in the movie, like near the very beginning, didn't Katie say, I want a brother? Yeah. Yeah. So... So... Sounds to me like she's being a lot like Onision's husband. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, like, like she's like eight years old. She's like, I know exactly what we need to do here. Yeah, <laughs> you give me a brother, I'm gonna bide my time. Well, she and made then... it abundantly clear that she knew what was going on when she was like, Oh yeah, you gotta get married to my mama so you can make love and have a baby. I mean, she uh, she knows how the shit works. Yeah, but the fact that she was waiting on him, she's like, Yeah, you got to give me something good and something to have fun with. I'm like, Oh, hey, God, yeah. I hate that little girl. I I, <laughs> I, I hate that little girl. Oh my there god. There was nothing more satisfying than watching this bird's peck her eyes out. Only to find out she didn't die. Yeah. Like, oh, that was. But they shaved her, and that was funny. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Okay, so I'm glad they did it. All right. So, did you know that Doctor Walker was the guy in the in the room? The guy in the room. That narrows it right down, sir. What? The, the guy in the room with all the other guys. The Satanist in the oh, room. Oh, no. Didn't know that. Because this one says here, says, 
His associate, Dr. Walker, reminds him that his girlfriend can be used to, as a conduit to distill his teen powers. Right? So... <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, you know me and my facial blindness, but yeah, no. I didn't realize that was supposed to be Dr. Walker. Yeah, okay. Apparently so. Um. So now i got to go back a little bit here. The figure tells his disciples that before his death, Satine had produced dozens of children with human women, and these descendants continued to populate the earth. So this happened a long time ago, centuries long ago. Yep. So if that's the case, then, like, finding a descendant of Satine should be like, I don't know... Pretty easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why? What made her so so special? Yeah. Since you just need a descendant of Satine. I don't know, man. I mean, let's just say it's because she was kind of hot. I mean, really. I mean, yeah, I would have tapped her. Yeah. So, I mean, even though even though she was crazy as stupid shit. All right. Apparently not. I mean, you know, it's yes. If a, if if I was banging a chick and she was like, oh yeah, my daughter's evil. She really freaks me out. I, I think she's out to kill me. I would think, oh yeah, this bitch crazy. But, you know, in this case, she kind of hit the nail on the head. Well, what she didn't know was that he was like, I know she is. And that's exactly <laughs> what I want. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I can't really say too much. Oh, she's crazy. Because it's like, no, she was right. Her daughter shot her through the the spine and shoved her wheelchair through the piranha tank. So, but no, you, she's actually a really good judge of character. But the daughter never came once to visit her in the hospital that you know of. And yeah. she comes home, she's like, Mommy, you're home. And then she'd be like, you hate me, don't you, Mommy? Like, okay, you are just crazy. I'm sorry. I, she they, she would have accidentally taken a bath with a radio. And I'm just, <laughs> I don't know why she was trying to make toast in the bathroom. I have no idea. Um uh, she told me it was her new time-saving idea, breakfast in bath. And she was like, and he's like, I it's like, you know, now I think of it, it was, was kind of odd that why she had the toaster and the hair dryer and the science oven all in there. As well. Maybe <laughs> she was just trying to make that her new home, the bathtub. Anyway, so Katie's only partially aware of her powers and she experiments with them throughout the film, most notably helping Raymond's basketball team to victory. Um, who possesses uh, the jersey? Who possesses powers very similar to Katie? Does he? Does he possess powers similar to Katie? I haven't seen him do anything. I mean, all I saw him do was watch Dancing Lights and be a creepy old man. Yeah, and get the guy in the hot dog thing killed. Yeah, no, he spared him. No, he spared himself. That's right. The hot dog guy never came out from behind the platform. So wow, he's just a bitch. Yeah. Okay, and he's supposed to be working for for Yahweh. Okay. Well, so uh, I guess I can't I can't trust Yahweh or Satine. Uh, so <laughs> it's limbo for me. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's sent to Earth by the Christ-like figure with several of his disciples. Oh, they were all sent to Earth too. Uh, okay, where they first survey from a distance. He's also acquainted with Barbara's new maid, who instantly sees a potential evil inherent in Katie. Well, okay, wait a minute. She knows that he is this thing from outer space. Mm-hmm. So how does she wait? Who instantly sees the potential evil in Harry. You know she's evil because he came down there and was like, hey. She's like, oh, you're here? What are you here for? This evil bitch named Katie. Oh, is she evil? I, I, I had no idea. Like, wait. Oh. Yeah. It's just a poorly. I, I can't blame the person that wrote this description because they wrote a bad description off a really bad movie. They did their damnedest. I'm I think sure. they wrote a fully accurate description of a really bad movie. All right. This is just a, the movie's just that confusing because we saw it. We just saw it. It's just that bad. So, uh, the maid, Jane, who instantly sees a potential evil inherent in Katie as she once had a child with the same abilities. But you know the difference with, with, with Jane? 
is that she never stopped slapping her face. She should have kept just slapping the shit out of that little bitch. All right. She did pretty good, all things considered. But she stopped. That's the problem. She, she stopped. She did stop. She didn't commit. She's a yeah. quitter. Yeah. Fuck I, you, Jane. I, I like to see commitment in my child beaters, but... Uh... Jane, can, uh, Katie begins using her powers to facilitate the Satanist goals, causing series of fatal accidents to happen around their enemies. Does she? Fatal accidents? Well, I mean, her stupid bird, if you count that. No, it says that she helps them by... In their goal is by causing a series of fatal accidents to happen to their enemies. Well, she she killed the guy in the hot dog van, but he wasn't one of their enemies. She killed the detective. Her stupid bird did. That's what I'm saying. Is right. If you count the actions of her stupid bird, she killed the detective. But how is that helping the goals of the Satanists? Because if he found out about her involvement, then he would have traced it back to them. But... How would he have found out? I mean, like there was nothing that was going to lead him. A gun that only had her fingerprints on it, that had no markings on it at all, that somehow just magically found its way into the box. This he, doesn't even address the gun either. I would love to see what the fucking deal is with the gun. Well, I, actually, we're getting to that. Okay. Because um, who the fuck planted the gun? I thought that it was Jersey, but, like, apparently not. But I don't know, man. Barbara is inadvertently killed by... Uh, sorry, inadvertently paralyzed by a gunshot wound and becomes... Relegated to a wheelchair, police detective, played by that, Glenn Ford. That's all it says? Yes. God I, damn Investigating it. the death is killed in a car accident facilitated by the Satanists. And no, it wasn't. It was done by the damn bird. Uh, Raymond fails to seduce Barbara. Was he trying? Because he was hardly in the movie. After she got into a wheelchair, he ran off somewhere. I mean, so he, how was he trying to seduce her? Because he tried to marry her. Except for when he, like, put her in, he, like, took her to a wheelchair. He was like, bitch, you're going to do what I tell you to. Like, that's not really seduction. Uh, okay. He's just a, a bad, bad seducer. And the uh, Satan decided to proceed with uh, other more violent methods. Barbara does get pregnant after the intervention. What intervention? He doesn't even mention intervention. Okay. But is still afraid of having another child and has her ex, Katie's biological the, father. The intervention was when the aliens killed her car, when, when dipshit killed her car and the alien truck stopped and you went to get a drink and they impregnated her. No, I get that. But I'm saying the description here says... Raymond failed to seduce her. Yeah. And they so they proceed with other more violent methods. Yeah. Barbara does get pregnant after the intervention. Yeah. The intervention is right, more but violent methods. They're saying after the intervention. Yeah. Like, like, they, like they've already mentioned it. Like, oh, then there was an intervention. After the intervention, this happened. No, it's it's clumsily phrased. But what they're saying is they take right. more no. violent actions, which is the intervention. And then after said intervention... I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about the phrasing here. The phrasing is all wrong. It's like, and they do this after yeah. the intervention. Like, what you haven't even mentioned an intervention. Yeah, I'll, I'll just blame Wikipedia on that one. Yeah, it's like, it's like, and then after the eclipse, like, well, there was an eclipse. <laughs> you didn't tell me there was an eclipse. Okay. Um, okay. Let's uh, see. She's still afraid of having another child. It's not a marriage. Phrase like, I don't want one. It hurt the first time. <laughs> she aborts the baby when she returns home. Um, she is attacked for her actions by Raymond and Katie, who attempt to execute her. By tying a wire. That's not how that happened. That's that's why they tried to kill her. It was because she got the uh, abortion. Right, but when she came home from the abortion, that's when she threw her into the uh, into the fish tank. Yeah, because Katie was trying to kill her. So Katie threw her into the fish tank. Right, but I'm saying, they're saying here, like, it's like when she comes home after the abortion, then Raymond and Katie try to kill her. It's like, no. Yeah, she comes home, then Katie tries to kill her, then they try to lock her up, then yeah. the old man shows up. They and just then, skipped that extra scene. Yeah, well. Then maybe this was, like, not the uh, uncut version that he's summarizing. Maybe summarizing the cut version 
I think the guy that actually wrote the screenplay wrote the this thing here, and he's just like he didn't remember <laughs> what the fuck he wrote. Um, maybe the guy that wrote this is the same guy that wrote that uh, that uh, Norwegian Dracula book. Um, let's see, I hear that's actually a pretty good book. All right. Uh, so they attempt to kill her by tying a wire around her neck and sending her down the stairs in her chairlift. Before they can succeed, Jersey intervenes and summons an army of birds that thwart Katie and kill Raymond. Next day, the other Satanists are found dead at their round table. Wasn't round, presumably by his inter by Jersey's intervention. Um, oh, so he had an intervention too. Would he get pregnant? <laughs> Uh, Jersey returns to the Christ-like figure and his apostles. He reveals that he has brought Katie with him. She is now bald and cleansed of her malice. And the film ends with her smiling and embracing Jersey, who insists that children are not to be harmed. God, this movie is so fucking stupid and weird yeah, and that was... crazy. And it still doesn't address the fucking gun. Where'd the goddamn gun come from, Bobby? Yeah, I don't know. It just... This is crazy. Well, anyway, this was not a good movie. I always pick really bad movies. Always. And the, the inappropriate music in this, like, it didn't <laughs> match the scenes at all. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. This was like, this was a bizarre, crazy ass, like, I don't know what movie. Yeah, that, yeah this was just so flipping weird, man. It's just. God, man, this was just nuts. And it's so incoherent, man. Like, nothing was really spelled out. And I, I'll tell you this. Okay, so I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really tuned in with the whole Yahweh Satine thing because it was, it's this big, huge exposition that's told in the very beginning before the movie starts. You're boring the shit out of me mm-hmm. with this whole story. You're not showing me anything. You're just telling me a bunch of stuff and you're forcing me to, like, pay attention. Like, but I, I get wanting to do world building. I really understand that. But, you know, how many people, I'm not going to say that nobody ever reads the opening letter crawl on Star Wars, but how many people actually really enjoy that and consider that an important part of the movie? But you could have given me something. Like, okay, the very beginning with the vision, nobody says a word, not him nor the little girl. And yep. then you come back and he's like, and he just goes in there with all the ball kids and the other guy and he just sits down and then there's no, I don't think they have any dialogue between the two of them, right? No, it's all just, uh, what's his face, uh, the, the grooming guru talking about... Yeah, like uh, about Yahweh turning into birds or whatever. Yeah, the uh, let's say like a like the Trojan Man guy. Yeah, it's like I, I, I honestly I did not follow any of that at all. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? None of this is making any sense to me. And then it just goes to the basketball game with the exploding basketball, which nobody seems to be bothered by. Yeah, and they don't stop the game or redo the game. And so wait, whose team was was Kareem Abdul? He was on the opposite of the team, wasn't he? I guess so. Yeah. So the exploding basketball at the at the last minute, meaning he didn't make the shot. So that the that the, the other team won, which is Lance Henriksen's team. Yeah, they won, even though like the ball exploded. Like we should stop and see, like why the hell did the ball explode? Let's go ahead and reset the clock. And yeah, yeah. Okay, and then everything and <sighs> yeah, this movie made absolutely no sense. And this is the visitor. Why is it called the visitor? There were visitors, plural. <laughs> and what the hell was with the, the the other bald disciples? Like, what were they there for? I thought that they were going to fight, but apparently not. They didn't do anything. They didn't help him out in any way at all. Yep. He walks around the, almost the entire movie with... He's got less lines of dialogue than Schwarzenegger in the first Terminator movie. <laughs> That's true. Yep. 
and they don't do anything and then like he's going to go home back to his planet or I guess he used the flashing lights to summon Yahweh is the birds and stuff, which that didn't make any sense either. But he tells Shelly Winters that only the children can can go back to the planet. So all the bald guys that he brought there, they're just stuck on Earth now? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would assume everybody went home, but uh, like that whole trip home thing didn't make any sense either. But he says he says only the children can go back. That's true. I, I, I don't. I don't know. This do, this didn't make any damn sense. No, it didn't. It's that this is a crazy ass movie. This was a freaky trip. It's well lit though. It was well lit. I'll give it that. And the sets were cool. Yeah. Yeah. Her yeah her house was really kind of awesome. I did like her house quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. Arcade games. Oh yeah. A big ass projector for an Atari. Hey, that was really cool. Yeah. A, a nice like. A nice loft setup and a tall staircase right in the middle of the room. Yeah, it was a really, really nice setup. But yeah, I, I mean that part I dug. I was like, but everything else is just God. Oh, wait. I gotta give the scare scene credit because that scared the bejesus out of me. Oh, she when she turned around in the chair. Yeah, because I was expecting it. I was expecting her to turn around and I was expecting her to jump, but I wasn't expecting like the eight glowing spider eyes <laughs> and all that, and it just scared the ever loving some fuckus out of me. <laughs> Oh. So I got to give that credit. It definitely got me good. I uh, yeah, okay. I'll 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 give it that. As opposed to the 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 really poorly done jump scare from Ghost Rider when they introduce <laughs> Blackheart, he just like looks at the screen and he goes, ah, he's like, yeah. okay, because again, he he's there's nobody there when he appears. So mm-hmm. like, who are you like screaming like at or trying to frighten? There's nobody there. You're in the middle of the desert. Like, who, who was that aimed at? Yeah. Was he yeah. just practicing for when he actually did come across somebody? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, this movie was so bad. It was weird and bad. Yeah, yeah. God. Um, so, yeah. So, hey, that was that was the thing. That was the, yeah, that was the, the visitor. I'm not going to say that was a movie. That was the thing. Yeah, that was a thing. That's exactly what it was. It was a thing. It was a thing on film. So, is this a movie that would have been improved by nudity? Because the mom was kind of hot. Yeah, she's the only person we would have seen. Either her or Shelley Winters. And, no. Would a Shelley Winters nude scene have improved the racism aspect? No. No, <laughs> just because just she was naked wouldn't have stopped her from being racist. Always singing, but and, her slapping the shit out of the kid definitely helped with that. That that helped. That helped. But the thing is, it's it's Mama's little baby. Why does she have to say Mammy? Why does she have to say Mammy? <laughs> it's Mama's little baby, man. She was like Mammy, and that was the only song she knew. All I know is this one racist song, racist song. Like, like no, like why is it the only song you know? Like, Mama's little baby loves racism, racism. Mama's little baby loves racism jokes. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, like, ah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yep, that uh, was uh I was very hurt by this movie. <laughs> I would like to find other movies that the mom has been in. Oh. I actually, I actually I'm curious to see if the if the girl was in any other movies. Um I hope not. Because I know she was just playing a character, but I just didn't like her face. <laughs> I didn't like anything about her. I wish I could just cut the recording off there. <laughs> I just didn't like her face in the recording. <laughs> I may do that. 
Oh, yeah. This movie sucked. It did. Well, okay, I shouldn't say that. We expected the movie to suck. We don't go into them expecting it to be good movies. Yeah. But this movie was just so bizarre. It's 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 leaving me feeling ugh. That's that's what I'll say about this. It's not our floor by any stretch of the imagination, but this is easily the most confusing movie we've ever seen. And disturbing. Confusing yes. and disturbing. Yes. There was a lot of really, really uncomfortable things in it. Yes. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, a lot. A lot. What was the point of her gymnastic scenes? Those were creepy. Why did those were they don't play in anywhere at all in the rest of the movie. And they're not tied to anything to moms. It's not like 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 when she's like doing gymnastics, like she's like something else is going on. Every time she does gymnastics, this is going on. She's controlling the mom or something like that. No, they're just there and they don't do anything. They don't have any bearing on anything at all. The they only don't thing need it, to be there. The only thing it does is during the scare scene when she like jumps over the mom and flips her out of the chair. But I'm I, like, that's gymnastics, but... I would take that to be just because she was like a demon bitch. That's what I would have, too. Like, I would... Were I editing this film, I would have cut out all the gymnastic scenes. Were you editing this film, you would have set the negative on fire and you would have walked out and been like, <laughs> fuck you all! <laughs> Do something, bitch! You know, that's a difficult thing if you're a film editor. Like, assuming that the director himself isn't doing the editing, because very often that's the case, but... You know, if you're a film editor, then you really have, like, no say over, like, the script, the screenplay, the concept, or the directing. All you have to go off of is the director saying, I want these takes used. And then you somehow have to make that shit make sense. Right. It's like, oh, damn. Why? This is what I gotta work with, huh? I think I think they have something of a script, because they do decide, like, which particular takes to use. Like, um, like... It, when, they, when they're cutting it, like, okay, I'm going to cut this and then cut back to this scene and cut back to this scene. Because, you know, we're shooting it all in order, so you may not... The script is not going to tell you, like, um, so we're focusing on this character right here, mm-hmm. and then we're going to cut... Um, so, for example, um, when we were watching Cotton Comes to Harlem, yeah, yeah. there's a scene in the uh, where they get the, the fake priest guy um, th- with his whole, like, you know, Back to Africa movement, and they're interrogating him... And they, they're like focusing on like, like, like a coffin. Mm-hmm. And then he's talking. And then they cut back to the priest. But you can tell that they are, those two scenes were like filmed at different times and with different audio yeah. because the audio is all messed up. Yeah. But yeah. you can see that at times they're focusing on the, on the fake minister. And then the audio that comes in while it's still on his face, will be from one of the other guys, and it doesn't match. And then they'll cut over to him. Right, right. And then it goes back and forth. So the editor is going to decide, like, how long, like, when we're going to, when we're going to bring audio from this take right here over into here, and we're going to cut to go back and forth between these guys. Right, right. So they have to have some, like, something of a script there to be able to go back and forth. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to, you'd have to look at this scene and then this scene and this scene and just keep yeah, going yeah. back and what, forth. What I'm saying is you don't have control over what's in the script. Oh, no, 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 so, right, 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 yeah, you can't that's, like, control that's that all at I was, all. That's all I was getting at. Yeah, no, I, so, I, mean, I apologize. Like, like, they're, I mean, they're obviously going to have, like, the screenplay and, like, the shooting script to work off of, so they're even going to know, basically, like, what angle the director would have preferred in that situation. But, you know, if all you're doing is editing, then you're severely limited. But, uh, but yeah, I, if, if, that, if that were my job, I would have to just go up to the director and be like, why? <laughs> why do you want these freaking gymnastic scenes... All they're doing is dragging the movie out. It's nothing but filler. Uncomfortable filler. I was going to say, unless, of course, that's what it was needed for. The movie has to be, like, over a certain, like, time limit. 
Maybe. And so we're just going to add these scenes in there and just make it fit. Maybe there was like something bigger to the plot and they just cut it out. And so we're like, okay, well, we're going to leave these parts in there to show, oh, she's a regular little kid doing regular little kid shit, which. Well, uh, director Julio, if I could, uh, if, uh, <laughs> if I could just give, give my opinion here, maybe you can just, you know, cut all that out and take that three minutes, tack it on at the end of the film and just have like Rod Serling step in front of the camera and be like, hi, you're probably confused as shit right now. <laughs> Let me explain what you've missed. Um, yeah, such a weird ass, horrible movie. Forty four percent on Fandango. I don't think I would give it that much. No, no, I would not. No, it's uh, it's just bad. It's so bad. And I really don't know what you could do to improve this. Honestly, I don't, like, I don't think I don't think there's anything you can do to, to improve it. Well, it's a foundational issue. Like you would have to go back to the screenplay and start making corrections from there. Yeah, like I, it's it's not like oh, just taking out a certain scene or adding a certain scene would really help all that much. It would help a little bit, but like foundationally, you just have something that's confusing as shit. And someone should have told the screenwriter from the word go, "I'm sorry, Jeff, but this is confusing as shit." You know, you can't have. Like the the Jersey walking around through almost the entire movie, not saying anything and just looking at stuff, and then you find at the end it's like, well, because even um uh, uh Jane the uh Shelley Winters character, mm-hmm. even her she says she she's like, what did you do to her? She's like, you know, I'm not protecting her. And then she goes, she went off with the gray-haired guy, but she didn't. Yeah. You, you completely lied to her there. And you say, you're not protecting the mom, so you don't really give a shit about the mom. But then Jersey comforts her at the end, like, we stopped all this. Everything's okay now. You're fine. I- except for the fact she's got to explain, like, what happened to her daughter, why she got pecked by birds, why her <laughs> fiancé or somewhat fiancé got stabbed in the neck with something. And, like, that's... None of that's going to make any sense. Except for you say, like, oh, yeah, I thought my daughter was locked up. How did she get here? And I'm just going to blame my daughter on all this, which, I don't know. Yeah. But... But, but then you find out that Shelly Winters is actually working with him. And then he's like, so he, he couldn't have given the gun to her or put the gun in the box because he actually was trying to get Katie away. I, 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 I don't know. I, yeah, it was I, confusing as shit. Yeah. But I'm going to throw this out for you, sir. We've been recording for two and a half hours. Are you serious? Yes. So... I think that we separate the let's watch and our commentary on this into two separate things because I think we've got a whole podcast episode here of us talking about this shitty ass movie. Wait, wait, the movie was only what ninety minutes long? Uh, One hundred and nine, I think it said. But yeah, this recording file: two hours, twenty nine minutes, thirty seven seconds, as of right this minute. So we spent over an hour just talking about. No, that can't be right. Something. No, dude. We've been talking about it for a hot minute. So, yeah, I think we should make this a podcast episode instead of a two and a half hour Let's Watch file. <laughs> wow, I guess I guess we have to. That's <laughs> that's that's insane. That can't... Uh, I mean, I'm not arguing with them. Just like, I'm like, that can't be right. Like We've been talking about this movie for that long. Like, what the fuck? Go back to it. Let's see how long the movie itself is. That's nuts. Because I thought it was 109 minutes. See, I thought I said 99 minutes. It might have been. I mean, it's just, it's just like a 10 minute difference, but still... Like, 
And it's even worse if it's 99 minutes. We've been talking about for even longer than that. But I mean, that that should tell people just how much this movie's got us talking. 109, okay. Okay, yeah, you're right. So 109, that's an hour. Uh, I know why. On the Wikipedia thing, it said 99 minutes, but uh, then we got to watch the additional 10 minutes of gymnastics footage. Right. Uh, So that's an hour and 49 minutes. And we've been recording for two and a half hours. So, so we've been talking about it for about 45 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say we make this a podcast episode. Holy jeez. <laughs> yeah, man. What the, It's called What the Fuck is Up with the Visitor. <laughs> yeah, this isn't even going to be called You Probably Shouldn't Watch the Visitor. It's just going to be called What is Even Up with the Visitor. Hmm. Yeah. Boy, howdy. That was a thing. Holy jeez. That was... That was messed up. <laughs> you know, um, so, uh, um, oh, sure, what, what's his name? Um, uh, Fat Matician. <laughs> uh, was, uh, I was talking to him and he actually texted me the other day and, uh, we were talking about, um, uh, what is it? Uh, crap. Highway to Hell. Uh-huh. That uh, that movie with Chad Lowe. <laughs> and he mentioned that Highway to Hell must be some way be connected to the movie Motorama. Hmm. And I was like, huh. And I was like, well, since Motorama is a young kid in a car, and then Highway to Hell is a teenager kid in a car, like teenager, like maybe 18, 19 kid in a car, right? then like, movies like this normally trilogy. So the next one have to be a guy in his 30s with the same kind of thing. And I was like, I wonder what it would be. Like, what, what, would be, what would be the other part movie that would be considered part of this trilogy of the Kids and Cards movie? Um, and uh, so it made me start thinking about, like, you know, like I told you, I bought him El Topo after watching that movie, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Midnight Movies documentary. Yeah. And he loved El Topo. I, did I buy him Motorama? I think I did buy him Motorama. And I, and I only bought it because this is so bad. I only bought it because that movie is so damn weird and disturbing and freaky and makes absolutely no fucking sense that I wanted someone else to watch it and see it just so they had to suffer the same thing I did. And he did. And of course, he mentioned the other day with that. And I'm like, so now I kind of feel like he needs to watch The Visitor just so you and I aren't the only ones that have suffered. And then maybe he might be able to make some kind of sense out of it. I don't know. Maybe. Um, so I'm going to have to put that out there to Fat Matish and be like, hey... Watch The Visitor. And it'll probably be just like with Phantom of Paradise. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I've seen it. I own a copy of it. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, I love it. It's awesome, man. I was like, the movie makes no sense. But like, uh, yeah, yeah it, it does. You gotta, so you have to look here. I'm like, okay, where, where did I get that from? Oh, well, you got you to watch it like two or three times. Um, yeah, I'm not watching this two or three times. I mean, the, yeah, Fat Matician loves Zardoz, too. So, yeah. Yeah. I'd watch Zardoz. Um. I'd rather just watch Rick and Morty over and over again. Uh, but uh, anyway, so yeah, um, that was something, man. Yeah, that man. was something. But uh, yeah, we we did not expect to talk about the movie this long. But God, it's just, it's so hard to make any sense out of it, and we it still is, haven't. It is crazy. I don't know what the guys are doing with the little shadow plays behind the screens, or because <laughs> they came up there with the briefcases, then they set the shadow plays up. All the doors open in the building, and then but then they're not behind. Like. Uh, I don't even know what the I don't even know what the disciples did. So that said, it was based off of a book or a story. It says story. I'm going to see if I can find the book or story that this was originally based off of, and I'm going to try to read this. Okay. Now I tend to flake on promises I make about our online happenings quite a bit, but 
I'm going to make an effort. Okay. No, that's, that's cool. For the sake of trying to make sense of this story, I will do that. All right. Um, yeah, so, um, so everybody, please, uh, watch, uh, watch The Visitor, the 1979 The Visitor. Um, it's, uh, it's a fantastic movie. I loved it quite a bit. I think that everyone should check it out and, you know, just, uh, I think you can, yeah, I think it's, um, um, God, I'm not selling this at all at all. I mean, am I? I mean, obviously, if you've gotten to this far, you know, I'm just so full of shit, but I'm just going to keep going on with it. Like, it's just a, yeah, it's, dude, it's, it's, uh, it's a thing. God, I, I can't do it. I can't, I can't even say anything really good. It's, God, it's just so fucking nuts, dude. Just, I'm, please, for anybody out there that's listening, just don't, don't make me be alone and having watched this. Just please don't. That's all I'm asking. I won't ask anything like this ever again. Just please don't make me be alone and watching this. Well, bye, everybody. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.